0: Welcome to episode 27 of the Dare to Dream podcast. I'm Vincent Van Patten. And I'm Gregory Russell-Benedict. And this is a podcast for people who want to get the absolute most out of life. So today we are diving into several different topics that have really piqued our interest as of late, but I think we're going to start with, um, you know, we like to start with just personal experiences. And this last week, really. We've both just been trying to slow down a bit, you know. We, um, we're we both doing these things that are really exciting to us, and it it could definitely just feel like we, we want to go full steam ahead, but we want to dive into what we've been doing to kind of slow down to kind of realize that, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a big rush. So why don't you tell us about your, your experience with this? Absolutely. Just
1: to kind of kick us off, What I'm finding is that sometimes you need to slow down in order to go fast. And for me, the personal story is that I took a vacation for the first time. (laughs) I took a vacation. First vacation. Really the first time off, like actual multiple days in a row off since I started Epog Academy with Tim last July. And so it's like eight or nine months. And I went to Hawaii with my family, which was just such a phenomenal time. And I didn't realize how badly I needed this vacation, partly until I was over there. And I could have told you that. Yeah, you could have <laughs> told me. I was just paying to be around. Yeah. Um, and then when I got back, really, that's when I, when I kind of had these big realizations. And so, basically, I was getting burned out, and I didn't realize it. And we're gonna talk about this podcast later, but an amazing Modern Wisdom podcast with Greg McEwan, who is the author of Essentialism. He basically says, The closer you get to burnout, the less capable you are of recognizing it Mm -hmm. because you're tired. You've been working a lot. Your brain is fried. And then really the only way to recognize it is either to take a break and then look back and question everything. And that's kind of what happened to me. So when I got back from Hawaii, so in Hawaii, I was just surfing, eating, reading, took a lot of naps, just had great connection and deep conversations with my family. And then when I got back... I realized that I had just been rushing through my life. Mm -hmm. I was trying to wake up as early as I possibly could, so I could start my day. So I could get an early, early morning workout at the gym, and then I would rush my workout at the gym so I could get home in time to do my morning routine. Then I would rush through my morning routine so I could start work on time, and then I'd try and fit as much work as I could into the before lunch window. I'd rush my lunch, <laughs> try and fit as much as I can into the <laughs> afternoon. Sounds very stressful. Yeah, and then I'd rush dinner so I could get to bed early to try and wake up again the next day early. Just beating the sun. Yeah, and thank God I took a vacation and noticed. Next time, please tell me. Yeah. Um, I just really realized, like, the work's always going to be there. I need to do it at a sustainable pace, and that's where I say sometimes you need to slow down a bit so you can stay in the race because mm-hmm. it really is a marathon, whatever you're trying to do there's going to be weeks where you have to sprint but it can't just be this continuous day after day like sprint otherwise you're going to burn out absolutely and the things I'm taking away from this my schedule has looked relatively similar but it like the way I interact with it has been completely different so I'm I'm not rushing from event to event I'm just focusing on each task I'm doing one at a time and I'm Leaving dead space. I'm not time blocking everything back to back to back to back. I'm leaving some dead space so I can have a conversation with one of my roommates and actually like finish a meal before I have to jump on a meeting.
0: I uh, will pen you in for twenty minute conversation
1: yeah. with roommate. <laughs> exactly. Meet me in the living room at five. But it's really just a whole mindset shift of just like, wow, do I really want to rush through my life? Like, do I want to be that person who no one wants to interact with because they're like.
0: Just like on edge, nervous of. energy, just like fidgeting because they're like, have to go do something. hundred percent. I think it, um, we kind of just have to ask why we're doing everything. You know, it's like, okay, why, what am I actually trying to get out of this? Am I trying to just rush through it to get, it's, it's like what we were talking about earlier, just like the journey versus the destination. Am I trying to rush through this just to get to a certain point, just to cross the finish line to get this thing done? Am I actually trying to enjoy the journey, which is all of life is just the journey? So am I trying to enjoy the morning routine? And like, I've been think like kind of falling in that same thing. I'm like, okay, I want to get up early so I could get through my morning routine, so then I like get to work. And I'm like, wait, that completely defeats the purpose mm-hmm. of like, I'm thinking about like during the Vipassana six-phase meditation, which I'm a huge fan of it's like each phase you actually have to like really put yourself in I've been kind of having this you know dilemma it's like do I want to keep doing six phase because um, it's like is it meditation because you're thinking critically like the whole time yeah it's like, think about what you think about compassion think about what you're grateful for think about who you want to be and like is that is it really meditating then I'm also like does it really matter like, I, I'm, I'm getting a lot out of it. I'm like, I'm really trying to focus on what I'm grateful for. And that's going to be one of the big topics of today, gratitude. Um, Dude, that's so interesting. I had that same thought of,
1: is this meditation the, like, personal development hack to, like, be efficient while you're meditating? It's like combining <laughs> visualization with meditation, which I think is super powerful. But it's, it's funny you bring that up because I've thought about that. Yeah. Is it meditation? I tried to do or I was doing 20-minute, just no sound, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, I almost felt guilty. It was like, I'm not doing I'm not something. i extracting yeah. the
0: ideal yeah. future that I need. Seriously, it's extraction. Mm. Yeah, so I think we're both just, you know, finding that, I mean, we talk about a lot, but the journey, it's like, what am I actually doing this for? And that's um, what it was on that the podcast, Modern Wisdom. It's the highest good. Was that... Were they talking about it in that? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, and that's like what Aristotle called the highest good, eudaimonia. It's like, in school, we we study. It's a means to an end. We study just to pass the test. And this is why, like, I really started to like love learning after college because there's no there's no destination. It's for pure enjoyment, and it's it's like it's liberating to mm-hmm. realize that and realize that. I could actually learn just because it makes me genuinely happy in the moment to learn about these things. I don't have to focus on like remembering facts and passing a test. I can just enjoy the process of learning. And there's nothing that could top that. Like that's what happiness is. Is some is the destination of well of happiness. But like how do we get there? Obviously is the big conundrum. But I think it's it's doing stuff like that and realizing that like the journey is that's that's the top that's like what we're all after it the, the meaning in the journey or the happiness that comes from doing something day in the day out that will actually bring you sincere purpose
1: absolutely and that's what I was talking to my roommate about it during the scheduled time so, um, we were just we were just eating dinner one night and it's so easy to choose what you want to do based on the outcome like the best case scenario of maybe In five years, I'm going to be at this level and I'm going to have this following and this is what it's going to look like. But I think the smarter way to think about your job or your career, your mission or your vocation is do you actually like the day to day of it? Do you like what you're going to have to do on a day to day basis? Because that's that's the only way you're going to be happy and successful. Mm -hmm. I think you can be successful and not happy by just grinding it out and putting your head down. But if you really want to achieve mastery and get to that level where you are just flowing through life and you are you have a huge impact and you're also happy, mm-hmm. you have to like what you're doing. Absolutely. And it's so easy to choose a job or a project just on the outcome, like best Based case on scenario. Best mission, yeah. You really,
0: you really, like life is just your, a bunch of small days put together. Dude, it, it blows my mind that every single day it's like, we're going to be doing this obviously for the rest of our lives we don't know how long that's going to be but every day we have the choice or the opportunity to make it anything we want and like you know get the most out of it and if that means finding i mean yeah it's like pick your pick your problems pick where you're gonna have like you're gonna there's gonna be problems with anything that you decide to do like we've talked about it a lot that even when we seem like or we You know, we're we're after a dream and um, going for the thing that like brings us a lot of meaning. There's obviously problems and there's down days. It's gonna be a lot of days that suck. Yeah, and there has (laughs) there is already, but like it's it's that we picked kind of our problems at this point. Like you know, obviously things can always change, and but like what we're doing right now is uh, kind of pick the problems that we want to have because there's always gonna be hardship, but. That's where meaning comes from. is getting through that and actually seeing how you've grown. And what I really liked from the Greg McGowan, um podcast is he talks about um, it's the they were talking about this this other book uh, something Brady Scott. It's like this book's coming out, the gap versus the gain. Oh yeah, Benjamin Hardy. The gain or was it the game? The You're, gain. The gain. So yeah. it's like you can either view. Like your your life and everything that you're doing is either being in the game, which is you look back and you're you're happy because all you see is like how you've progressed. You're like, wow, like look, look how much I've done. Look how much I've grown in this past year. Look how much I've just done this week or you can always look at the gap. It's like, wow, look how much I haven't achieved yet. Look yeah. how much I don't have And that I mean that just ties in the whole gratitude thing and which is so powerful.
1: It's cool hearing that from Benjamin Hardy, who I've read some of his stuff. He's brilliant. And because Vishen Lakhianis does the same thing, but he calls it the reverse gap of looking back. So if you are here, you can either look back and see how far you've come and be happy, or you can look forward, see how far you have to go
0: and get anxious and stressed out. Constant, yeah. Yeah. It's like you're going to live in constant anxiety. That's like been such a... Man, it makes every day so much different. I mean, and that just... I guess we could get into the whole gratitude thing because it's it. it's just the overarching theme to all of this. It's like every single day you can either be like, Wow, like I have so much to be thankful for and everything else is whatever problems arise, um, you know, I am already winning. Like I have free I have everything. I have like love. I've I mean there's so much to be grateful for. And you could constantly see like what you don't have, what you're lacking, um, because there's always going to be somebody who has more than you or what you think has more than you, but everybody's fighting their own battle. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, gratitude is just like, it can really get you through anything. I loved
1: his the game that he suggested playing, that he plays with his coworkers and then also with his family. Mm-hmm. Of, I guess it's a challenge. And it's a challenge that I want to challenge everyone listening to this podcast to do, is every time you complain, you have to immediately follow it, with something you're grateful for because one, you'll start to realize how much you complain yeah. throughout the day. And then, but immediately you follow it up with something you're grateful for. And the coolest thing is he said that he plays it with his kids and sometimes they'll be like, Oh, I'm so grateful that my dad is making me play this game. Like they'll say it sarcastically, but it's like, they'll, they'll all laugh at it and right. then they'll instantly be back in that positive mindset. Yeah.
0: Changes the entire just vibe of the place you're in and changes the mood of the other people you're with. Like, just realizing how, like, people, you know, we don't want to be around drain people that drain our energy. Like, we want to be around people that give you energy. Yeah. And being grateful for everything you have gives other people energy. Like, that's what we really need. Like, human connection, love, and building each other up. It's crazy, too,
1: because physiologically, it's impossible to feel any other feeling and gratitude. Any negative feeling and gratitude right. at the same time. Which I'm I'm no scientist I don't I don't know how that is you're because studying. you can I'm I'm a student Debout, yes because like you can feel different negative emotions together maybe it's like guilt and shame or fear and something else but you literally can't like when you're grateful you can't feel something bad and it's so tangible in the body you can really just feel
0: it mm-hmm. even when you say that it's like okay yeah, like even but the example with the kids it's like when you say it yeah maybe you're just trying to get through something but it's like you're still saying it and putting it out in the universe it's going to change you in some way and I think what something that I've been doing is um Aubrey Marcus talked about it on one of his recent podcast it wasn't with Simon Sinek but um I forget which one but his like his breathing technique is just six deep breaths and it sounds like a lot it kind of is but like it'll change you so I've been doing just before lunch and dinner like Right before you're about to dig in, (laughs) it's the most exciting time. (laughs) You feel your whole body changing. You're about Mm -hmm. to eat, and take six deep breaths. And after each exhale, say something you're grateful for. Wow! I'm like, wow. It like, first of all, it just slows everything down, which is like so important. It changes like your physiology before you eat. It's like, okay, I realize that. I the food doesn't matter. Like, look, actually take a look around, and. That's something that Jordan Peterson was talking about with like making just your, your space a place that is conducive to what you actually want to do and what you want to become. So making like your room beautiful and cleaning it up and like actually taking real note of like how things are around you. Just being really aware um, of just your, the space you're in. So when I take the six deep breaths and like say something great before and just kinda of look around. It's like wow, like I am so blessed, like I'm so grateful for my health. Just I, six things, all about me, right? Six. <laughs> yeah. oh, I can't believe Greg, a great friend. That's it's often one of them, my buddy. Um, but it will it will change everything. It's like okay, now I'm situated here, I'm ready to, ready to eat. Yeah, ready to
1: Get ready better, to dig better in. Better headspace. yeah. Well, we we can't talk about gratitude without touching on the reticular activating system. I love it. And maybe we've mentioned this in another episode, so I apologize if we're repeating ourselves, but the reticular activating system is essentially your brain's filter. We, there's like 60,000 pieces of input trying to get your attention, like coming into your brain every second. And this filter filters out <laughs> the stuff that's not important because otherwise right. we would just get overwhelmed and probably explode. And what's really cool about this is it lets in things that are relevant or important or confirm something you believe this Mm -hmm. is actually related to confirmation bias. But if you are doing this six breaths, six deep breaths, you know, throughout the day, okay, like when dinner comes, I'm going to need to have six things I'm grateful for. And if you start getting in that habit, you can actually train your brain to start noticing random things that you're grateful for that normally would have been filtered out. Mm-hmm. But now because you have that purpose, because you know, you're going to be grateful for, you're going to do that exercise. It wow. starts letting them in. And so it's crazy. I I've, I've been doing a list of five to 10 things I'm grateful for every morning. That's part of my morning routine. Mm-hmm. And since I've started that, it's unbelievable. The things that just pop into my mind that I'm grateful for. Like one of the, one of my favorite ones to share is I've had this thought multiple times. It's, I'm grateful for socks. Like, there's socks no, great. there's no better feeling than just like getting out of the shower. Maybe you've been at the beach all day, like your feet are sandy, and then you take a shower. Obviously, first, I'm not a psycho, and then you just put on uh, a clean, fresh pair That's of socks. I like it, and it's just beautiful. And it's like, they I couldn't make this. Like, I would not have <laughs> socks if someone else wasn't making. It it. It. Make work you make your own socks? I don't make my own socks. I'm just being grateful for that.
0: Yeah, dude. Like, for, what I do is. Coffee is like a, such a ritual for me, um, make my own pour over. Yeah. And that first sip every day, I hold up the cup just, to the gods, the coffee gods. You know, it's, it's kind of a joke, but it's like, I really appreciate that first sip every day. It's like, wow, I am so lucky. You just, hold, you just hold it up and then you just pour it on your head. <laughs> <laughs> I bathe in coffee every morning. But yeah, man, it's it really, whether you even believe it or not, it will cha- change just how you feel. I love what, what um, Greg McKeown
1: said in the podcast is if you focus on what you lack, you'll lose what you have. If you focus on what you have, you'll get what you lack. Mm. And it's it's so true. If you're constantly living from a scarcity mindset and thinking about all the things you don't have, your, your brain is going to confirm that. It's going to look for things in your environment, relationships in your life that confirm that. Brad. Versus if you're like, I'm abundant. I'm so abundant. I have such great relationships. I have access to food whenever I want.
0: I can buy socks. I can buy as many socks as I want. All these things, then your brain will start confirming that. Definitely. I think that ties into the infinite game. One of the other topics we wanted to uh, dive into, yeah, this abundance mindset that, so the infinite game is basically um, just the idea that what, whatever we do, like it's kind of goes back to the highest good. It's like, I'm playing this game life, creating this business, doing anything, not just to get to an end, but it'll, I want to create a life that will go way past me. I want to create uh, a company that will, and this ties into like being a great leader. So I want to create a company that will surpass me and I can actually be passive it down. I'm not just, I'm not just caring about the metrics and the numbers or followers More applicable social media. It's like, I'm just I actually want to benefit people. I want to create the highest good for all people, all humankind. And this is an infinite game for all of us. And that really ties into slowing down too and creating and like, what am I actually doing this for? Am I rushing through the day to just get more done? Like we're Mm -hmm. always going to have more stuff to do, but the infinite game is realizing I'm going to be doing this for my entire life. I actually want to enjoy every day. I want to make the people around me better and just find what excites me so I could, like, and this ties into, like, my, my grandpa Dickie. Like, he, I wrote about him um, in my book and just an article about him, like, over the summer, I think. And he, what I remember about him isn't, like, you know, he was a famous actor on A's Enough, um, sitcom, he was like, the TV dad, and when I was in real estate, I would, like, be door-knocking, <laughs> like, when I would give people, like, my business card, to say, like, my name is Vincent Van Patten, like, you're not related to, like, Dick Van Patten, are you? Ah, actually, he's my, my grandpa. And their face would just, like, light up, like, if it was, like, older people who knew him. And, like, that was just an immediate connection. Like, these people, like, oh, he was, like, he was, like, my dad. Like, mm-hmm. he was the, the sitcom TV dad. And um, I was, like, it was just such an honor to, like, I knew that there was going to be a good. People thought like a good thing about him, and basically, it's like nothing that we accomplish in this life we're going to take with us once we're dead. Mm. It's the only thing that it's going to matter is the lives that you've changed and the memories that people have of you. And when I think of my grandpa, I just think of laughs and great memories and great times because that's how he lived every day, just to make people joyous and full. Of, full of joy. <laughs> That's really the infinite game of having a legacy that outlives
1: you exactly, or positively impacting the lives of other people in a way which their lives are fundamentally better than if you didn't exist mm-hmm. and if you didn't interact with them. And I thought it was so cool in the podcast with Simon Sinek and Aubrey Marcus that Simon Sinek is actually the most in-demand speaker in the world right now. No way. Yeah. How old is he? He's in his mid-30s, I would say. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And is he British?
0: Is he had an accent. I can't really yeah. Know. I don't know. I he's yeah. like
1: from Wimbledon. I looked it up. Okay, I Then know. I think he had the English accent, and now it's kind of become Americanized because there's something there. I might be holding on to that. But he's he teaches leadership, and he speaks about leadership, and I loved how he said he he didn't even say that. He said he his um, specialty is trust and cooperation. Like those are the two fundamental pieces that you need. And when Aubrey Marcus asked him. About leadership, like what's one thing people can do, is his answer was literally just care about someone, Mm -hmm. just care about someone and help make their life better. Exactly. In any capacity, that is
0: leadership. Exactly, and I love what they're talking about. It's like we are all we all have leadership qualities, and a leader isn't somebody who holds a a title. Like there's lots of people who are CEOs and they're not leaders. Um, Leader, somebody who serves the people. Like you know, obviously. In politics it's been very polarizing because th- these people aren't inspiring the general public like politics should it should go both ways like we should go in eb- ebbs and flows of democrat and republican like the need each other but it's like we've just pitted against each other and when like that's not what a leader is a leader is somebody who should bring everybody up around them and make them better and that's the infinite game because that that's what's gonna outlast you Absolutely, <laughs> there's a serious
1: leadership vacuum where it's all about winning. Yeah, and I think when you're all about winning That's when you get so focused on only the outcome and only the destination and for people who have been there before like if, if you are hard on yourself and you are a perfectionist when you finally get that thing that you think is gonna be so amazing you get there and then you celebrate for about five minutes and then you're like okay what's next yeah and then you're immediately back into doing the work and if the work isn't enjoyable then you're immediately back into not feeling happy and satisfied exactly yeah
0: they're talking about the olympians that was really interesting it's like yeah they're talking about like I, I won the Olympics and it's like you had like you won one race in the Olympics but it's like most people would I don't know i not to butcher it but they're like they were asked if they could like get a gold medal yet they would have, like they would have to retire right after. Most people would, most Olympians would do that, and yet most of these like that, like Michael Phelps, most decorated Olympian of all time. Like what happens after that depression? And then, like I don't know, it's just it puts so much into this one thing, just achieving this one moment that it's it's tough to figure out what to find meaning in after that. So I think it's just important that we do try to find things that. Will make us happy or at least because happy and you know, jordan peterson talks about like it's pretty rare to be happy i like, guess it's tough but meaning that's actually something that you could really strive for and that comes from taking responsibility and doing something day in and day out that will make you grow because everything we do is just a means for growth mm-hmm. personal growth and when you actually can look back on your own growth that brings great meaning
1: what simon sinek said in that olympic Example that actually brings everything full circle. tied up. Brings it back to <laughs> rushing through my life was he talked about how you can't treat, you can't go through life with transactional, like a transactional mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, what can you give me in this moment? What can I give you? Like, let's just get it done and move on. Right. Like always looking for keeping reciprocity. track. Reciprocity. Always looking for, I'm, I think reciprocity can be a good thing. But it's like always keeping track of like, okay, how much have I given you? Have right. you given me enough back? That's, that's a terrible way to go through life. And people can tell if you're just interacting with them and, you know, just trying to get something Transactional, out. Transactional, yeah. And if you're rushing all the time, it, it feels like that, definitely, right? Because you're, you're on the clock. Yeah. And I feel like I was slipping into that. And I'm really grateful that I went on this vacation and that now I'm seeing that it doesn't have to be that way.
0: Totally. And I don't, I don't have to be that, that guy. For sure, and it's like, like just like we were just saying, it's it's all just a means of growth, just recognizing that, and like there's nothing to be ashamed of, there's nothing to be like regret, it's all just part of the journey, and so like we're, we're all just works
1: in progress. It's just one of the many mistakes that we're going to make along the way. <laughs> I think the last thing I want to bring up from that podcast is, he was talking about one of his we're, friends.
0: Sorry, it's a podcast
1: that just spews other podcasts, but... That's good. We'll put them in the show notes. <laughs> this is from the Modern Wisdom one with Greg McEwen. Basically, if you want to become proficient to relatively good at something, you have to make a thousand mistakes. So oh, at the beads? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was talking about put like a thousand beads in a jar. And this example was related to learning how to speak Spanish proficiently. Mm-hmm. Once Every time you make a mistake, take one bead out and put it in another jar. Once that initial jar is empty, you're going to be able to speak Spanish
0: quite well. Dude, that was like... I love that. I was like, wow. It's just with like Japanese or anything. It's like, you don't have to worry about like, oh, this has to be perfect before I can go out there. Like, I don't have to master Japanese before I go out there. Learn the basics and just get out there and start making mistakes. Like, that's how you actually grow and create something meaningful.
1: That's how you do it. That's how you do it. And I I like this episode because we gave some specific things to do. So, every time... You complain, follow up immediately with something that you're grateful for. Yep. you sit down to dinner, you can take your six deep breaths. Six deep ones. And say what you're grateful for on every exhale. That's it. That's it. Enjoy it.
0: Every, uh, enjoy every step of the way. Try not to rush through life. Yes. Love y'all. Love you guys. Bye now.